You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. And today we're talking about visibility with Colleen Biggs, Kateri Durando, and Stacia Crawford. So my September theme is visibility. Someone can't find you, you can't help them. And that's really why we kind of like prop ourselves up and send ourselves out into the world. And I have three amazing people to dive deep into the topic with me. So we have Colleen Biggs, who's the founder of Lead Up for Women and a high performance coach. And she's just really all about, well, all of our guests today are really about empowering women to share their voice and stand out. So, and I heard Colleen speak through Grand Connection a couple months ago and through, I'd say divine intervention, but it was really Katrina Sawa. You are here today with us. And we also have Katarina Rando, who I met through the Innovation Women Clubhouse chat. And it's the only clubhouse that I have played on yet. And really, I met Katarina and I'm like, this woman just, she she knows things. So I'm so thrilled to have you on and get to know you better. And Stacia Crawford, who I met at Geekology workshop over the summer, she just made an impression. And she's all about helping people show their best foot forward on TV, getting yourself ready for media to accept you. So, Helen, can you just introduce yourself? Oh, I'd say better than, but really all I said was you're awesome. So you can get a little <laughs> bit more detail. Yes. And just to give you an example, I'm traveling right now for um, a retreat with my business coach and this group. And no matter where you are or what you're doing, working on your business, working on yourself, you need to stay visible and show up. I mean, I was all over social media today because we were doing a fundraiser to feed hungry children uh, that go hungry over the weekends when their parents can't provide ample food and nutritious food for them. So we were all over social media today. And we raised over $15,000 in five hours with our group. And I'm not using that as like a pat on the back. I'm using that to say the power of visibility and always being out there. When you show up live somewhere, people are going to pay attention because they're like, oh, wait, she's live again. She's got something going on. I want to pay attention to what's going on. So it's not like, oh, wow, I haven't seen this person in eight months or they haven't posted in two years, what have they been up to? So, you know, for me, I wanna say that 
This is about being seen, being heard, and being visible in everything you do in your life, not just in your business, but being seen and being heard and being visible in your family, in your community, in your church, and in your faith. You know, um, there's no balancing act. And everyone that knows me as Colleen Biggs, the founder of Lead Up for Women, knows I do not agree with balancing. It's by priority. When you are in it to win it with your business, you need to be all in, you know, visible. And then when you're done working, you need to be all in and visible and busy with your family and be present. So, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. You can be at a networking event, you can walk into a room, but if no one knows you're there because you're not really showing up and being present, that's a big issue. And I started Lead Up for Women back in January of 2019 because of doing this for over 20 years and launching over 300 and some businesses is like blah, blah, blah. She has all this credibility, but there's one thing I have learned and I'm not telling you that for credibility. I'm telling you because in all these 20 some years that I've been doing this, the key to success for all of these businesses that I've worked with is being seen, being heard, being connected and being visible. That was the number one key because if you are not, no one knows you're there and you're bankrupt. So honestly, that's why I started this group. And I want to fuel ladies to be seen everywhere. That's why we do what we do. And that's even why Lead Up for Women exists is for that purpose for female entrepreneurs to show up everywhere, have the credibility and just get their self out there and and be uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable. We weren't raised to be in the spotlight and talk about ourselves. But if you don't do that, that is like the number one thing for the success of your business um, and your brand is to get out there. And then, you know, not be afraid to show up exactly who you are, how you are, where you are, because really um, it's not about being perfect. It's just about showing up. It's just about being there. Yeah. So you have to show up, but you have to also be seen. Yes. Yeah. So like I said, I could walk in a room and you guys could be sitting, you know, at a table and I could walk in and quietly just sit down at a table or I could walk in a room and kind of move around the room. I could shake hands with people, get to know each other. If we're not in person and we're in a Zoom room, I introduce myself to people in DMs. You know, I say that I'm there, who I am, what I do. I um, private message people. So are you really showing up or are you just going through the motions? And that's probably a big question we need to ask ourselves. You know, are we showing up for our business today? Pulled a lot of people with what we did with asking for money for children out of their comfort zones. They were making a lot of phone calls and that was very uncomfortable for them to do that. So many of us learn today how easy and quick we can get the support of other people. What is one of the fastest ways to get support of other people is to reach out to them and ask for it. But, you know, if you've not talked to that person in three years, it's really uncomfortable to pick up the phone and ask for support when that person hasn't even seen you in three years. So it's easier to do business when you're showing up everywhere, when you are invited, but not just showing up, inviting other people like Katerina does in her, you know, in her um, clubhouse group for them to show up, for them to speak, for them to have a voice, right? We're welcoming platforms for other people to have voices as well. Absolutely. And I am, I am a huge fan of the community. So way back, you know, before I was the dev method for years, I would, and I still am right on online which is my community for writers, creators, and entrepreneurs. 
I give people a space where they can, um, for goal setting, accountability, productivity, but community. So places where people can, can be themselves whenever they want and connect with others, which is the other, the other part is my goal chat, Twitter chat, but I am digressing, maybe not too much, just enough. Katarina, so good to have you here. So good to be here. You know, I, I love everything, Colleen, that you shared. And I love that you are embracing philanthropy in your business. And I do want to say that that's a good guiding principle for everyone to look at. How are you embracing philanthropy in your business? And to pick a cause or a, or a, um, a cause or a group to serve that you really care about and to infuse that philanthropy in your business. We use every time we have a big event, we infuse philanthropy. We have a charity partner. We're getting ready for our next one in a few weeks. And my organization is committed to entrepreneurship and education for women and girls around the world. And that's how we do it. And by the way, it is proven that your clients and potential clients, they will absolutely pick an organization that embraces charitable giving over an organization that does not when most factors are the same. And so therefore it's also good for your business. I want to say a little bit more on top of all the great things that Colleen shared, you know, Colleen, I love you, you know, be visible, be here, be there. I totally agree. And here's why nobody will ever buy from us until we have built influence with them. And what visibility does is it increases our influence. There's something in psychology called the law of familiarity. And what the law of familiarity says is the more I see your beautiful face across the room or in a Zoom room, or I see your posts, or I see your videos, or I see your the name of your logo or your logo or your name, or I hear somebody talk about you or comment about you, the more... I know you like you and trust you, even if I never met you. And this is really important because sometimes when we're working our visibility strategy, we think, well, hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing the other thing. But, you know, it's not it's not uh, bringing people in the door. Well, it's working. It's just not Insta working. And that's what I want to make sure people get. You want to have as a guiding principle to do what works, even when it's not working. And that is your consistent visibility because that does build influence. I see that Stacia has joined us. So I'm going to turn it back to you, Deborah. Well, I, I love what you just said though. Do what works even when it's not working because it is working. I mean, that is, I think the biggest challenge a lot of people have is why should I continue? You know, why am I continuing to be out there? But the reason is you don't know who is watching you. You don't know what is working and, and where people are finding you and how they are finding you. So I, I love that point. Stacia, if you could, uh, first of all, share a little bit more about you and also your basic thoughts on uh, visibility would be amazing or your philosophy rather. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm Stacia Crawford. Of course, I'm a media and visibility coach. 
And I just want to piggyback on what Katerina was saying is that even when it doesn't look like it's working. So as a TV news producer, one of the things that I know is that it's always working. Even when you're not, you know, people think in terms of PR and, you know, they'll contact me and say, oh, well, you know, I want to be on TV and they think they're going to be on TV next week. And not to say that that can't happen because sometimes it does, but a lot of that depends on what do you have to offer? What, what is your story angle? How topical, how timely, how relevant is your story? Yes, you can be on next week, but even when you're not, you're always building that footprint, those producers that you're sending those pitches to, we have files, they're huge files, you know, and it's like, even when you get a no from the media, no doesn't mean no, I'm not interested. It just means no, not right now. So sometimes I will go back into my file and I will pull out a pitch from three months ago, you know, and call somebody and say, hey, you sent me a pitch on X, Y, Z. We'd like to have you on. It's always working. Always. Nice. And, and a little bit more. So you you're a producer, but you also work with people and get them ready to be on TV. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I approach PR a lot different than a lot of other uh, PR pros because of my background as a TV news producer. So being a producer for 30 years, I get those pitches. You know, I get those emails and letters from people who want to be on TV. And one of the things that I found is that 95, probably maybe even higher, 95% or more of the pitches that I get don't actually get accepted. They get rejected. And so that was one of the reasons why I started my programs, because then what I do is I teach people how to do it right. Even professional PR people, a lot of times when they're pitching me, the strategies that they're using are really old strategies, things that worked 20 years ago, 15 years ago. But the media has changed, just like the social media landscape has changed. The broadcast media landscape has changed as well. So the tactics and the strategies that used to work just don't work. So you have to change with the times. And so being a producer, I basically teach people, hey, here's what you got to do. So, you know, that that's kind of it in a nutshell. And one of the things that I was doing is I'm spending hours and spending so much time taking bad pitches and turning them into good pitches. <laughs> and so that's why, you know, I really bring a unique perspective to the whole PR and visibility game. Well, wonderful. And now that I have all my people here, this is good. <laughs> we, let's dive a little bit deeper into this. So we know visibility is important. We know why it's important because if people can't see you, they can't hire you or learn about right. what you, you put it out into the world. And one of my big driving forces is, you know, the mission, which was kind of touched on by Katerina and Colleen. You need to have the juice behind what you're doing because that will make a whole lot of difference in what you are doing. So, let, let's dial it back a little bit. And what for those people who are like, oh, I'm trying everything is not working, even though we know it is. What are things people can do to at least to at least feel like they're doing more? We'll call it that way. And why don't we start with you, Colleen? Well, um, you know, I think consistency and versatility are really important um, and having very 
um, different ways of getting your name out there because not everyone is a Facebook user, right? So if you're just on Facebook Lives, they may not see you. Not everyone's on Instagram. Not everyone's on LinkedIn. So are you writing blogs? You know, are you utilizing the um, power behind uh, Google and the power behind visibility there? Are you utilizing Google Analytics and Google My Business for your own business? These are areas where many people forget about these, but it's how you can reach communities and people that don't really know you exist currently um, is by utilizing those platforms. I think some of the other things that are important to remember is, you know, uh, Stacy has said this perfectly. You may pitch something today that doesn't get picked up because they're not looking for a story for six months, right? But don't not pitch today because you might get picked up in six weeks. You've got to keep the momentum going. Find out who you can post blogs on for their websites as well as your websites. Cross-use links in one social media platform that crosses to another one that might be TikTok or YouTube or how can you click links in videos. Always use videos on your website. You know, people, I, Katarina, you said it perfectly. I think we're all speaking the same language here, which is people want to do business with you when they know, like, and trust you. So show up like for real, sometimes show up with no makeup on, show up when you're in a hotel room like this, right? Where it's not the perfect background and you're, you're not perfect in the moment, you know, for the camera, but show up when you're having a hard day because it's relatable to other people and you're not showing up quote unquote, perfect all the time where they feel like they can't relate to you. Right. So they couldn't possibly reach out to you because they don't know if they can relate with you. So, again, don't be afraid to ask. I think that's the other big thing. And probably Stacey sees this the most. But don't be afraid to ask for something that you want, because the answer was no before you started. Right. So if you ask and the answer is no, you've lost nothing. But if you don't ask, you don't get. And many women are afraid to ask uh, for other people for help. So I, I think those are my key points that I wanted to make in this discussion. And, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there in several different areas and stay consistent cons constantly. Just, you know, don't give up because it is working and don't be afraid to ask other people to help you out. I, I love the, if you don't ask, you don't get, because I say that all the time. You have to be, it's even, you know, booking a live. You don't know who's going to say yes. So why not? That's right. See who's out there. Uh, Katarina, do you have something to add to me? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Here's the thing. Right now we're all doing business virtually much more than we were a couple of years ago. And even if your city's open, you're still probably doing a lot more virtually. And it's very important, whatever we're doing, that we do it consistently. If you're doing Facebook Live, if you're doing Instagram Reels, don't just do it, do it consistently for two reasons. One is, of course, the more you do it, the more people you reach. But the other thing is the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's really when you're being consistent for a while that you start to get great results. The other thing, though, is that, you know, when we talk about all these things to do, Clubhouse, Instagram Reels, Facebook Lives, blogging, speaking, being on a regular TV and radio, oh my gosh, you know, you can get tired before 10 o'clock in the morning. And I really want to emphasize that all of, a lot of these things, like 
fooling around with Canva and your website and, you know, editing your podcasts. None of this is your job. That's right. And if you really want to be visible, you better have a great team to support you. We have an app. We have a podcast. I do tons of speaking. We do rooms on Clubhouse. But guess what? I'm, for lack of a better phrase, the talent. I'm the one who has to show up for the videos and show up for the Clubhouse. But I have support. And if you want to be a visibility queen, well, guess what, sweetheart? You better have other people supporting you so that you can. Because the other thing that comes after visibility is actually inviting people to be your client. And unless you have a sales force, look in the mirror because you're it. <laughs> and you need and you need time for that too, right? And so if you're trying to be all of these things plus a salesperson, you are going to be very tired and you're going to get exhausted. Yeah. And you're going to be inconsistent and you are not going to get the results and then you're going to get depresso. <laughs> and none of that is good. Because your business is supposed to be your bliss. So I really, and, and so let's, let me say, if somebody says, well, Katarina, that's fine for you, but I don't really, I'm not there yet. Then start with one thing. You know, I have a friend, Gail, who I met on Clubhouse. She is rocking her Instagram reels every day. She's doing her Instagram reels. Now, she doesn't have a podcast yet, and she doesn't have a an app yet, and she's not, you know, doing TV yet, but she's rocking her one thing. And as she does that, she masters that, then she can move to the next thing. Then she can move to the next thing. Because you can't try to do 10 things at once and think you're going to be consistent with them all and master them all Mm -hmm. unless you have a team. So if you have a team, they can help you with some of that. But start with one, really rock that, then add the second, then add the third. I'm feeling like such a one dead band right now. <laughs> well, because in those of you who are who are returning uh, audience knows, so this I do my gold chat Twitter chat on Sunday nights, and then the gold chat live on Mondays, and then this becomes an episode of the Deb Show on Thursday. But it's also a blog post and IGTV and YouTube. So, but it's one content at everything, but I also feel like I should say, I didn't start, boom, everything at once. I was the live and online, right on online support group for many years, and then rebranded as the Dev Method three years ago, and from there have been building one thing at a time. So, I I thumbs up, agree with everything. I'm just going to add the caveat, if you can do one thing and put it out to different places, you can kind of mess with the system a little bit, but I completely agree. You can't be all things to all people. And we had, we've done some really good lives on, on sales careers and sales and pitching yourself that I'll put links in when I do the recap as well. So learn the things, but the things that you can outsource, I have an article on that as well, definitely outsource. So transition, transition, Stacia, any other things you want to add to this? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, The other thing that I would want to add is that with all of this, you have to remember that it's really about relationship building. Like Katarina was talking about that no like, and trust factor. Mm -hmm. 
and, you know, and being consistent and, you know, making sure that you're building those relationships, even when it doesn't feel like it's working, you're still building those relationships. You know, you're, you're building relationships with those journalists, both online and offline. They're getting to know you just like you're getting to know them. So you're getting to know what kind of stories they like. What do they cover? What is their area, you know, or their beat, as we like to say, you know, what, what types of stories are they covering? What is it that their audience is looking for? Um, making sure that you're familiar with what stories have they covered recently so you're not pitching the same thing, um, you know, and being very familiar with the things that are happening around you and things that are happening in the world. Because so many times there are things that you are, you're an expert, right? You are the expert. That journalist is not the expert. So you come to them with the stories that are happening that their audience needs to hear. And you always have to present yourself from the position as the expert. I get people a lot of times who will pitch me, but they're, you know, they're not really positioning as an expert. They're positioning more as a, Hey, can you do me a favor and put me on TV? <laughs> it's like, I'm not in the business of doing favors. That is not, you know, that's not what this is about. What is the value that you're going to bring to that audience? So when you, when you're pitching from that perspective, it's always working. Well, and this is what's always been funny for me because I started off as a journalist. Well, I always used writers. So I did freelance writing from my 20s and I love it. But as a writer to pitch myself to other writers, it's always I always do a double take when I'm replying to those queries because it's like, I could write this article. Wait, no, no, you have to write about me. And I think that is also a mind frame switch, not just for not just for people like me who've been on the other side, but people who are experts in whatever is really hard for people to come out of their shell and be like, wait, wait, I know things. I'm great at saying I know things, but saying you know things and being targeted to get media are two very different things. They are. They're very different things. But, you know, a lot of that is just tackling that mindset. You know, when you know that what you have is important, when you know that you offer something great to the world and you definitely want to make an impact, that's just, you know, a mindset hurdle. It's just a a small challenge that you have have to overcome. I I see that Colleen is nodding. A lot. Did you want to add to that? I am because, you know, it really goes along with what makes you stand out, right? What is it that your secret sauce? What is your purpose? What is your mission? What, what, what could you do night and day that lights you up and doesn't make you tired? What is your skill sets? What is your knowledge? You know, what is your experience? You combine all that And that's what really makes you different. And, you know, we're like square pegs and so many people try and fit you in a, in a, you know, a round hole and don't fit in the round hole. We don't, you know, we're different. There's a reason why we have fingerprints or DNA, right? Something that sets us apart from everyone else. So stop trying to fit in. Everyone's already taken. That is the secret sauce as to what, what makes you stand out and embrace it, you know, show up that person as that person every single time. And, you know, I, I look at doctors and they 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 tell you what you need to do as an expert. They prescribe you a medication. They tell you a physical therapist tells you what exercises they need to do or chiropractor. And you do them based on their experience, their expertise. 
we are no different in our fields. We are no different in our fields. And so when Stacia talked about mindset, it really is that. If you don't have a certificate because you graduated from medical school that says you're a doctor, think of everywhere you've graduated from and all the certifications you've gotten to the point that you're at and the years that you've put into that. That is what creates your certification and your credibility for you to be standing here today to be talking to someone else about what you're an expert in and why it's important and why they should follow along with whatever advice you're giving them. And I think, I I don't think, I know that is the number one most important thing is knowing what makes you stand out and makes you different from everyone else. That's going to take the cake. And then when you're confident about that and your self-esteem follows that, you know, you can look in history of J-Lo, um, you know, and anyone who's ever sung, written a book, done an album, they all say, oh, at some point they're going to find out, you know, that I'm an imposter. We all run into imposter syndrome and it's generally at a point when we're, you know, in the growth mode, right, to widen that circle for us to get a little bit more comfortable in. So know it happens to everyone, but embrace the growth because that's when you're expanding, right? And we're, we're getting even more knowledge or, or maybe we're seeing a little bit more than we were before. You know, it was never easy on the first day for anyone in history, including Oprah, to walk out and run an entire talk show that day. You know, and she said the number one thing phrase that people used to ask her was everybody in the world. Everybody was. Was that okay? Was that did I do okay? And she's like, you're Will Smith. You've produced how many? I think you did okay on my talk show. But isn't that interesting how no matter what level you're at, we still let that imposter syndrome set in. So know who you are. Embrace who you are. Don't apologize for who you are. Be that person and just put yourself out there embracing who you are. Not trying to be anyone else, just authentically yourself. I I cannot give you enough gold stars for that. (laughs) Seriously. Well, and so we don't know each other that well, but so the D and the dev method stands for determine your mission. And it's all about everything you just said. It's think about the life you want. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? What makes you special to create the mission? And from there you have the motto and that is your driving force. So we're, we're like, like twinsies that barely met before. I, I love Anything and everything, well, all of you are just, it's so important. And the whole imposter syndrome, we did um, a show on self-sabotage a few weeks ago because people, they don't mean to, but they do get in their own way. We did have a question that, that Colleen mostly answered, which was what carries the most weight when establishing yourself as an expert, books, written, degree, website, et cetera. Um, do you have... And I know Colleen said it's the what you know, right? (laughs) You know, I know there's a lot of combination of those. And just from my opinion, I really do think it has a lot to do with accomplishments and things you've been able to accomplish in in your life. You know, we tend to not look back at all the things we've been able to accomplish and all the hard things and hurdles we've been able to get over and go through and how we've helped other people. So it really is a combination of all of those things. And I know like certain media might look for, you know, you to be an author, to be on a certain show. And I get that. But if you want to ask me just straight out, what what is it? It's a combination of your heart. It's a combination of what you've accomplished in your past. It's a combination of how you serve others and and what what 
what opportunities are you offering others and what value are they going to get to that? What is the impact of the lives you're going to change? You know, so I look at those pieces, not necessarily like, oh, you have 90,000 degrees in all of these areas. Right. So but for me, titles don't really you know, mean much to me because I, I come from a corporate, you know, background and most people are just put in those positions. So, uh, you know, I, I look at what have you been able to accomplish and how are you impacting other people's lives in the world today? Right. Uh, and Katarina? Yeah, I actually think that this whole idea of imposter syndrome, which I, I, I hear about a lot, that's what happens when you don't have enough experience at getting great results for your clients. Because at some point, you start to be aware of the great results you're getting, you start to be comfortable with your speaking with your media. And the goal is to get not just do it to get masterful at it. So I remember 25 years ago, I was actually in a book about imposter syndrome. And I didn't feel that way 25 years ago. And I still don't feel that way because I know the great results I get from my clients, but also I'm staying in my area. I love to speak and I, I love to um, bring massive value through my group programs. And I'm not trying to be a travel agent. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm staying under my umbrella. And of course, you know, we've embraced Clubhouse and we have an app and we're doing a podcast. And yes, when I start to do my podcast, I don't feel masterful at podcasting, but I still feel like I'm bringing massive value because I'm confident and being certain in our massive value is an essential part of being willing to be visible. And, and, and the other thing I want to say related to this, I love Deb that you said determination because there is going to be disappointment du jour. There is going to be discouragement du jour. And can you make an agreement with yourself that you're going to take the discouragement and the disappointment and you're going to turn it into, you're going to put it in your universal Star Trek translator and turn it into determination. Because I do believe that determination is an essential skill to create what we want for ourselves in our businesses and our lives. Deb, I'm sure you agree. And so it's okay for us to have any feelings my background is in psychology, so it's okay for us to feel less than or not enough or discouraged, but those are just feelings. We don't have to, we don't have to give them so much power and we can be determined. Not sure what that is. I mean, we can be determined that we make determined determination. And so that's what I want to say to everybody that determination is so essential. And and that we don't necessarily, here's an important thing. Mastery is when you're doing something with ease. You're doing it, you're, it's with ease, you're blissing. It doesn't take a lot of resource. Like you don't like, need to take 20 hours to get ready. You just grab and go. And you get to that point. But you don't get to that point the first time you're right. on TV or the first time you do a room or, or, a, or a reel or a video. That's why we have to keep doing these things consistently because it moves us towards mastery. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So we're going to take, an, I'm not going to call it a commercial break because that's silly. We're just going to go a little out of order because as Colleen mentioned that she is traveling and is not in charge of her own schedule. So what I normally wrap with is giving our audience goals, but I want to do the goal part now. 
And then if Stacia and Katarina can stick around, we'll dive a little bit more into the topic. So, uh, Gahaleen, what goal would you like to bestow upon our audience to help them, like something that they can do today, this week, that's going to make a big difference? Yeah, I would say uh, the number one thing they need to do is stay consistent. And Katarina said this, Stacia said it earlier, pick one thing, do it really, really well, and do it consistent at least for one week. Every single day, if that's get on Instagram and do a post or a live video or Facebook, do pick one thing and let that be your goal for one week and then do it again for the next week and do it again for the next week. You can create a habit by doing that. And the confidence. Katerina said it perfectly. You know, your confidence comes with that if you're determined. So stay determined. That is the best goal that we can set for anyone is to stay consistent and just do one thing for one week. Love it. Uh, Katerina, do you have a goal to share? (laughs) My friend, like you, I got a lifetime supply of goals. Okay. So So here's one thing that I want to let everybody know that when the pandemic hit, this is what I told my clients to do. And many of them had their best year ever last year as a result of doing this and they're still doing it. And that is to every month host one or two Zoom events that are free, that are one hour. Now, I know marketing experts say, oh, don't do free, blah, blah. Here's the thing. You always want something to invite people to that is an easy buying decision. And free is an easy buying decision. And no, not asking people for too much time. Don't ask them to come to your three-day event when they never met you. Invite them to your one-hour free Zoom thing. Here's what we know. Nobody's going to show up if they're not interested in getting to know you better. They're not going to show up if they're not interested in your topic. And this is a way that you can build insta-influence with people that you already have met through networking, through your philanthropy activities, through social events. Hey, come to my thing. I think you'll get value. Come and join me. And then that begins the relationship. But it's not just like a networking relationship where people like you. It's that they're seeing your massive value. And that's the thing that a lot of women make the mistake. They're getting visibility in the marketplace networking, but that doesn't tell anybody that they're the solution. It means that they'll take your call and they'll chat with you, but we still have to build massive value. The influence equation is visibility plus value plus consistency equals influence. So let's make sure that you, whatever you're doing, do it consistent. But I want everybody to bring in this strategy because this is a strategy where people not only get your massive value, but they also... Ooh. Oh no, we lost her. Ray in the we middle lost of that her. Process. We lost. Yeah, oh. Ray in the middle of what she was saying, and I totally agree with Katarina. She's oh, oh, here on. she is. Oh my God. She's oh, back. Ah! <laughs> Technology. Anyway, I can't even remember where I was. Oh, oh here it is. Zoom. Okay, so the thing about the reason why I love Zoom is because not only they meet us and we get fast share our massive value, but we get to see them. And we get to say, Deb, so happy to see you here. Colleen, this would be great for your business. We get to celebrate. We get to connect. And that's why I am anti this idea of the webinar where we're just broadcasting. 
No, let be with people. And that's what the Zoom thing allows you to do. And Deborah, you know, we met on Clubhouse. I'm a huge fan of Clubhouse because the same thing. We can build relationships with people while we're sharing our massive value. And that's the strategy I'd like to encourage everyone to embrace. And I love that so much. And, and I have a really good example of this because I, it's, I've led in real life uh, writers support groups, which is now for writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs for years. And then everything went online and I have not yet done a Zoom with my community. However, this week I am doing, uh, because I'm doing more in the corporate world. So I created a solution using my goal, my, <laughs> my goal scenario. I'm on the mission to change goal culture in corporate. Great. And I'm doing my first Zoom webinar with um with a friend from connect ottawa on wednesday so if anybody's watching and wants to be a part so i'm actually doing i like free did the goal yay they go me so i think helene has to leave so will you tell us where where people can find you yeah uh, lead up for women everywhere we made it easy for you so lead up for women.com lead up for women on all social media platforms linkedin twitter you can find us everywhere on lead up for women and we invite you to download a you know free digital magazine if you'd like we have uh amazing ladies sharon Lecter was on uh the last uh cover of our magazine this one has patty farmer many of you may know her uh she does uh, marketing media money so yes, I would love to be able to have you be part of our community. I can open doors and introduce you to people. Thank you so much, Deborah, for bringing this powerhouse of this quad together for us to talk about visibility. And I know that Katarina and Stacia and Deborah, you guys got it from here. So I'm gonna bow out and say, thank you so much for inviting me and letting me be part of this this evening. And thank you for joining thank us. We will, we will see each other again. Bye ladies. Bye. So, Stacia, you're back just in time. <laughs> I don't know. My internet connection is just really wonky today. <laughs> well, of course it is. So you did not give a chance to share your goal. So what gift of a goal do you want to bestow upon our people? Yeah, if I had to give one goal, I would say, you know, start building those relationships. Really look at media a little bit differently. Um, a lot of people look at TV as that's unattainable. I'm not ready. I'll do it when, you know, that kind of thing. But I would encourage everybody to even think, start small. I'm not saying that you're going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow, but you can start small and you can start right where you are. Start with your local television. You know, look at some of the segments and the types of guests that they're having on and think in terms of where you can fit in. Because there are so many opportunities that people are just missing out on. And yes, again, like I said before, you are an expert, but also there are so many opportunities for you to share your story. We talked a little bit about, you know, just showing up and being who you are, just like you show up online. You know, you're, you're sharing your vulnerable stories. You're sharing your challenges and your struggles. There are opportunities for the media where you can share parts of your life story. It doesn't always have to be in your area of expertise. It doesn't always have to be you as the professional, but just you as the person. Show up, be a great guest. And then later, while you're building that relationship with that producer, then you can go back to them and say, hey, you know, I'm an expert in XYZ. 
And here's a great story idea that I can offer you. So always, you know, instead of putting media on the back burner and thinking that that's something that's way down the line, start thinking about it now. It's such a good point. And the thing that you mentioned before that I wanted to call out is that when you approach media from a value added perspective, you're doing the producers a favor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you do it the right way, you make their job easy. So as a producer, when I get a pitch from somebody who has a great idea and they have all of the assets there, they know the value they're bringing to the audience. They know that TV is a visual medium, so they know how they're going to make it visual. Um, You know, they may have specific bullet points when they've done that part and kind of produced it, so to speak. Even, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not a producer. It's like, yeah, you kind of (laughs) are. And so, you know, these are just simple strategies that I teach. But when you do that, a producer will choose you over the other guy every single time. And so how do you feel? What are the best ways? And I'm sure Katerina has some thoughts on this. What are the best ways to to connect, to build those relationships in a authentic, non-stalkery way? Well, the first thing is you have to think in terms of journalists, and you know this from being a journalist, journalists are people. You know, we're people, we're human, we have lives, and we have social media. You know, I'm on social media, and what people don't realize is that not only are journalists on social media to be human and to live their social lives, but they also have professional accounts. The way the media works now, I've mentioned how the media is changing. Broadcast media is changing. TV is changing. And so a lot of journalists now, they have to be on social media because stations realize those, you know, huge networks realize that there's a lot of money. There's a lot of value in social media. And so connect with them, follow them on social media. Sometimes, many times when we have our our pre-production meetings and we're talking about what stories we're going to cover and what reporters are going to do them, the first things those reporters will do, they will go to social media. They'll go to Facebook and say, hey, I'm doing a story on XYZ. Does anybody have this situation? Perfect example is today, of course, there's been a lot of hurricane coverage. And so every station in the country is looking for a local connection to the hurricane that's in Louisiana and Mississippi. I don't care if you're in Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York, California. Reporters everywhere are now on social media saying, hey, do you have any family in Louisiana? We might want to talk to you. So you look for opportunities like that as well. That's great. Uh, Katarina, any thoughts on this? I got a lifetime supply of thoughts. I had a feeling. Here's what I want to say. You know, I mentioned earlier about your Zoom thing. One of the things to recognize is that you want to invite people, not just your potential clients, but you want to invite people that could put you on their podcast. You want to invite them. You want to invite people that could invite you to co-mod in their clubhouse room. You want to invite people that could have you speak to your group. You know, the journalists might be a little too busy to come to your Zoom thing, but you could always invite them. And that is an invitation that some of them might accept, or at least the invitation gives you an opportunity to reach out and invite them as you're even to your bigger things, invite them as your guest. You know, it's, we all like to be invited. We can't of course take advantage of everything, but people don't know what you're doing if you don't personally invite them. Let me, let me be very clear about this. Mm -hmm. 
we all get hundreds of thousands of messages every single day. Every day. Through Facebook, through through our emails. Don't even start, start me. My my team this morning had a meeting with my team and they were celebrating that we're down to 15,000 emails in my inbox, okay? That now okay, I won't even tell you what it used to be, all right? That's we're celebrating 15,000 because we get so many. So don't think that everybody's reading all your emails cuz sweetheart, they're not, okay? And so if you want them to come to your thing, personally invite them. And you and this is something that I teach my people for Zoom because a personal invitation will beat out a marketing message every single every time. Yes. Mm -hmm. so with me. And even if people can't make it, it's still cultivating that relationship. That's right. Absolutely. And I say the same thing about a pitch. You know, when you're sending a pitch to a journalist, sending a personalized pitch mm -hmm. is going to put you miles ahead of somebody who just sent a mass pitch. I get those. You talk about 15,000 emails. I probably have that many or more in my in my inbox right now. But, you know, when I'm answering those emails, I'm answering the ones that are sent to me. Right. I'm answering the ones that are sent to everybody that say, hey, guys, or hello, right. journalists. <laughs> Good morning. People. Right. No, I'm answering the ones that are personalized to me. It's This is such great information. And it's all like logic based. Right. Be human. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. Throw parties, invite people personally <laughs> and let them know what you're all about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, I mean, it's logic, but sometimes when we think in terms of business, you know, we, we think that there's a stair step way that you have to do things and you're so busy following this format that you totally forget the simple, easy, logical things that we should be doing anyway. Exactly. Well, and that's why my tagline is goal setting simplified, because I believe life is hard. Life is challenging, especially when you're embracing change. So I just made the instructions easy. And I think when looking for visibility and to get out there, stop overthinking everything. Yeah. And you're going to be in a lot better shape. Absolutely. Deborah, I like to say, stop getting ready to get ready to begin to think about getting going. <laughs> I love that. Okay? And get in action because a lot of women, they want it to do it. They want to do it perfect. So they take all these weeks to research, not realizing if they just did it a couple times, they would be way better. But in the, in, and not only that, when you're getting ready to get ready, you're also pushing off the revenue on top of the fact that you're pushing right. off your mastery. So I want to invite, and because a lot of women, this is a challenge area. They really are all concerned about doing it right and they never get going or they take way too long to get going. And part of rocking your visibility is to get going and get started. That's right. Stop. Well, you know, what is it? Um, done is the, and perfect is the enemy of done. I always say, you know, done is better than perfect. Is That's my, better than my, perfect, yes. It's my version of it. Right. But you still need to, so what is that line between because you still want to be good. You still want to be professional. So where is that line between perfect and overthinking your entire life? You know what, Deborah? I like to say perfection is not required. Mm. I mean, okay. we don't, have to, you know, we don't have to be perfect. I remember many years ago, like if I would send out an email 
with a typo in it, I would have trauma for the next three days. You know, hey, you know, we proof our emails, okay? But you know what? You're doing so much every day. All these messages, all these platforms don't expect you or your team to be perfect. Right. Because if you did, you will never get anything out. And the more we recognize that people don't expect us to be perfect, what they care about is how can you help me? And they want us to communicate that we genuinely care about them and what they need. And as a result, they will lean into working with us. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, we're all human. And Katerina, you know, to that same point, you know, I get pitches and I even hear some people and coaches saying, you know, of course, when you do a pitch, it has to be the perfect pitch. It's like no pitch is going to be perfect because a pitch that might appeal to me might not appeal to someone else. And people, of course, yes, you want to make sure that you've dotted your I's and crossed your T's and checked for typos and grammatical errors. But you know what? Mistakes do happen. And no journalist who's you know worth his salt is going to throw out a great story idea because you misspelled a word in a pitch. Exactly. But they might be annoyed if you misspell their name. <laughs> so you really should. <laughs> so don't overthink the pitch. But definitely be professional in your greeting because if if you get the name wrong, they will judge you. Yeah. This I know. Well, you know, I want to say people get my name wrong all the time. Sometimes people put an O at the end, which is like the male version. But you know what? It's okay. I mean, you know, it's not the first time or the last time somebody screwed up their name either, Deborah. So yes, we want to get people's name words right. I'm very big on names. But again, you know, we can get past any of these little mistakes too. Right. Exactly. When you've got a great idea and you've got incredible value, we can work with it. This has been beyond amazing. And I do want to, at the end, I want to shoot out a couple more um, really quick tips. But before we do that, so we have, I please, I can't tell everybody where they can find you. Let's do that next. Yes. Well, my friends, you can, of course, go to my website, katarina.com. And um, you can find me there, katarina.com. And I'm trying to figure out how to put something in the chat, but I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you, Deborah, and then maybe you can put it there. I have a phenomenal resource page with a lot of free resources, katarinarando.com slash links. And there you can get our geotargeting video that supports you with your personal reach outs. There's a, there's a, a mid-year checklist for your business. There's my book on how to get more speaking engagements and many more free resources. So if you go there, that will support you and you'll also find out about all the things we're up to. And I love social media and I love Clubhouse and Facebook and Instagram and please connect with me there and I'll follow you back. Excellent. And I will put your links also in the recap, which will be up tomorrow on the devmethod.com slash blog. So, Stacia, where can people find you? You can find me at stayreadymedia.com. So that's my website. So you can find out about all of the programs and services that we offer. Um, And right now, um, you can also, you can book a call and talk with me about how you can get started with pitching the media. So if you'd like to book a call, you can go to bseengetbookedsession.com. And then we can hop on the phone and find out where you are in your business and where you're trying to go and how a roadmap to media can help get you there. 
That is so awesome and generous of both of you with offering of your time and your resources. So I put both of your links in the chat and they will also be on in the recap as well. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to thedevmethod.com. I am at the dev method everywhere. And if you need help setting visibility goals, you can always grab a copy of my book, Your Goal Guide, A Roadmap for Setting, Planning, and Achieving Your Goals, which you can find on Amazon or at your favorite place to buy books. Commercial's over. Let's throw out a few more little little tips because we could talk for two hours, but I do like to keep it under one just to, you know, respect for time. I For the pitching, and either one of you can, can jump in on this, what is the best way to stand out so you're not just another email or tweet or whatever? Uh, well, I, I can go first if you don't mind, Katerina. Yes. Um, well, one of the things that I always recommend to people is that when you're doing a pitch, again, like we mentioned, how to stand out in that inbox of 15,000 uh, you know, emails, I always say put the journalist's name in the subject line because they're getting, you know, when you're a journalist, you're not only getting emails from outside, but you're also, you know, getting emails, you know, during the day, I'm communicating with reporters, I'm communicating with the assignment desk, I might be communicating with the traffic department or sales department, and all of these are going into the same email, into the same inbox where your pitch is located. So, and they're coming constantly, but, you know, the way we work our day is that there's a certain point of the day where I'm looking for pitches. You know, looking for pitches is not an all day thing. I have to produce a show. I have to write. I have to, you know, go to meetings and all this stuff. But during that time when I'm looking for a pitch, I'm going to actually search my name and the word pitch. So I suggest to anybody, if you're sending a pitch, put that in the subject line so that when I'm when I put that filter on, all those pitches that I know are addressed to me and they have great story ideas and they're actually pitches, those are going to come up. And then I can kind of filter through those instead of having to go through 15,000 individual emails. A wonderful tip. And Katerina? I think that was a great tip, Stacey. I have not heard that before. That that was wonderful. I'm not as uh, I'm not in the media, so I'm going to leave that pitching to Stacey. What I will say is that my focus is helping people get booked for speaking. And that also podcasting is different than speaking. But what I also recommend people do is they identify people first. Always use your network first. Let your network know, hey, I have a great talk on XYZ. What groups of XYZ can you connect me with? Use your social media for this. And I have seen myself, I've gotten booked many times this way. Many of my clients have gotten Insta bookings this way. And sometimes they get mad at me because they don't get Insta, but they come back to me and say, oh, remember you made me do that post and I was mad at you? Well, guess what? I got booked and it's two weeks or two months later. Remember, not all of our results are Insta. So it's very important that we be consistent. Also use podmatch.com, matchmaker.fm, podcastguests.com are all great places to go if you want to get booked on podcasts. And what's beautiful is that you can apply right there. And and by the way, let me say this. Again, I just told you all those places. You could spend all day, every day for the next month on those places. 
you have to create your criteria of what's a good podcast for you. What's a good speech for you. And this is where you want to get some support because the initial reach out doesn't have to be done by you. You have to talk to them once they're interested. You want to have a conversation, but again, what's the highest, best use of your time? You know what? It's not filling out requests for speaking. Okay. It's, it's talking to people about being your client or about being speaking for them. You are the talent. You need support with the admin activities. Very, very important. Lifetime supply more, my friend, but I'll leave it there for right now. Well, wonderful. This has been just such great information. And I'm like taking all of your tips to use as myself because you can never, you can never know enough of this sort of thing. And I'm a little, this is going to surprise you. I'm a little bit subtle. I know people would not, because I am really all about sharing information that are going to help people figure out what they want and how to get it or bring a better goal culture to the workplace. And I am going to test out your theories, both of you, and start pitching me myself directly by using people's names in the word pitch because goal season is here but also to reach out with my with my corporate speaking endeavors and start asking for those recommendations. So I will report back to you too as well. I would like, let's end with, why don't you each, you've given some great goals to our listeners, but what is a goal that, that you want to accomplish this month? Uh, Katarina, you want okay, to start? All right, well, actually in September, We have my Shiro Speaker Summit. This is my big event to support women to grow their businesses with speaking. And we've got 79 people registered right now. And my goal is 150. So I am in massive action personally reaching out and inviting people and and starting with people that came before that uh, inviting them to come back. You know, we the people that have already invested with us, they know we have massive value. So let's not always be looking for people that never heard of us. Let's start with people that have already yeah. been with us because those are much an e- much easier path to a yes. I love that. And if you send me the link to that, I will put that Thank in the you. notes as well. Thank you. Okay, Stacia, what goal? My goal, I am I have a goal to get 10 people booked on television by the end of the year. Um, and that means speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, um, you know, people always say, you know, well, I want to be on TV, but what I want to do is I want to help them to make sure that their media kit is ready and make sure they have all those assets in place so that they are attractive to the media so that they know how to speak in sound bites. They know, you know, how to follow up with a journalist when they say, you know, think that they might be interested. So I'm looking for 10 people to get into this so that they can learn how to think like a producer, how to pitch, become a pitching powerhouse, and then most importantly, to leverage that media so that they can see their interviews turn into revenue. You can make money from your media appearances. Wonderful. So, and and I love how both of your goals are really, yes, they're for your business, but your goals are out there to help other people really take hold and take charge of their lives. Same with Colleen, which is why you were all such a wonderful fit today. So thank you, Stacia. Thank you, Katerina. Thank you, Colleen, for joining and sharing such wonderful, valuable information. And uh, final thought, just a couple words. 
as Tasia? My thought is do it now, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. You know, we're, um, unfortunately we're in a pandemic, but that's creating a lot more opportunities for people. And because we are doing a lot of interviews virtually, this is not always going to be this easy. You know, when you want to be on a TV show in another state, you're going to have to fly there. You're going to have to pay for a hotel and cabs and Ubers. Right now, you can do it from your own home. Take advantage of these opportunities while they are there. Excellent. And Katerina, final thought. Yeah. Stop getting ready to get ready to begin to think about getting going and get started because perfection is not required. And you have massive value to bring. There's a lifetime supply of people to serve. The sooner you get started, the more impact you can have and the more lives you can uplift. Yes. So, so true. Thank you both again. And my final thought, you know, whatever your goals are in life, whether it's visibility, which is going to be your goal, no matter what you're doing, no matter what way in which you want to impact and help others, you can do it. So just go on out there and go for it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.